So how are all of you doing? It's almost time to go home, huh? Are you happy? Uh, and how are your practices? How's, how are your mind, your heart? The Buddha say, Akata ro tathakata. The Buddha can only give advice. It is our duty, the practitioner, to follow his teachings. By having mindfulness, noticing our breath, breathing in, breathing out. And we have to keep our mindfulness at all time. We have to do it a lot. Let's compare this to uh, bamboo. The bamboo, when it's dry, somebody would say, the fire is in the bamboo. But those who don't know cannot see it. But those who know use pieces of bamboo and wrap them together. But after a while, if you do not have enough strength and you just give up, you say, this is useless, there's no fire. But those who don't give up, they keep rubbing the bamboo together. And when there is enough heat, uh, fire will come alive. And we can use that fire to our benefit. Practicing Dhamma is the same. Just like in the time of the Buddha, the noble disciples, Savaka, Savika, they listen to the Buddha Dhamma and then they follow with the practice. Some of the disciple from the stories, they walk until their feet broke. And, but, but they don't give up. They walk on their knees, continuing, continuing the walking meditation on their knees. The Buddha also didn't give up. Before he became the Buddha, he practiced very hard for six full years, not giving up. And on the day of the enlightenment, the full moon on the month Visakha, when the sun is about to set, the Buddha make a titana that I will willingly let only my skin, sinews, and bones remain and let the flesh and blood in this body wither away. As long as whatever is to be attained by human strength, by human energy, by human effort has not been attained, let not my efforts stand still. And before the night's end, uh, the Buddha became enlightened. 
and he he won against Damara and Damara's daughter. Damara's daughters, they are just uh, personified. What are they really? Where are they, the, the daughters? They are in the heart. They are the craving. And what is Mara? Mara is those who have unwholesome heart. Those who don't have kindness. It can be compared to a hunter. When a hunter catch a bird, uh, an animal, he will only kill them. He wouldn't let them go. And this Mara, they don't pick who, who to suffer, whether you are rich or poor. The Buddha say, Nati tanha samanati. All the rivers cannot be compared to the craving of the human. The rivers, uh, the sea, the oceans, they all, they all have barriers. But our desire, our craving, there's no borders. We always want to compete, compete against each other, whether in the goodness or the wealth. The Buddha won over all these things. And once he can win, he found happiness, peacefulness. Our mind, they just like water. When we were born, we were born with a clear mind, but then just like clean water, but then after a while, all this dirtiness, they come into our mind and they stick to our mind. And then we become drunk in all these aramana. We become, when some, we experience something that we like, we become happy. When we experience something we don't like, we become sad and we cry and we laugh. Happy, sad, it's just like that. So the Buddha teach us the Machima Patipata, the middle path. That is not liking and disliking. That's where Samadhi will arise.
that is what we have to aim toward, to have samadhi, whether we are standing, walking, sitting, or laying down, with opening our eyes or close our eyes, we also always have to keep our mindfulness. And we just observe our mind. Whether we're happy or sad, when the aramana enter or exit, we just observe. When the mind is strong, then we will not be drunk in the aramana. We will not relish the aramana. Then when we feel happy, we wouldn't laugh or when, when we suffer, we wouldn't cry. We realize that all these things that happen, they are anichang tukang anatta. Anichang, impermanence. The happiness, they are impermanent. The sadness, they are impermanent. Liking, disliking, they are impermanent. Everything, whatever it is, just arise, stay a while, and cease to exist. That is why we need samadhi. That is why we are practicing to, for the samadhi to arise, to give strength to our heart. We need the strength to fight against these aramana. So don't give up. If we give up, then we will always be the slave of the kilesa. So where, wherever you are, we just keep practicing. Whether we're at a monastery or we're at home. If your friends and family don't practice, then we still have to do it ourselves. We just follow the teaching of the Buddha. The Buddha say, if you love yourself, then be afraid of the unwholesome actions. So this is what we always have to do. We have to always do good deeds. This is, we are doing the cause the cause of action in our bodily action, our speech, and our mind. When we can keep our three actions clean, then the mind will become clean as well. And once the mind is clean and clear, then it will become peaceful. And once the mind is peaceful and bright, we will know what is merits, what is unwholesome. 
we will know what is good for ourselves and we will know what is good for the community and we will be selfless. For example, we take care of the elders or we help clean the streets, the garden, the garbage. For the elders, why do we have to take care of our elders? Because they have experience, we can learn from them. They have been on this earth before you. There's an old saying that do not look over the elders. But usually that's not what happened. When an old, an old person sitting in front of you, usually you just don't notice them. You only see the, the young ones, the handsome and beautiful. But if we contemplate, where is this old person? It is in us. It's not that far away. We just don't think about it. We only look at others. We don't look inside ourselves. An old person come from a young person. Now you may still be young, but in a while you will become old. That's the truth. We are born, we get old, we get sick, and then we die. Nobody can escape this. The Buddha tells us to contemplate Vaya Dhamma Sankara, all conditioned things cannot last. Sorry. So we shouldn't be heedless. Don't be heedless in building our goodness. We can think where are our grandparents, our grandfather, grandmother, where are they all gone? Once I went to Malaysia, the lay people took me to a cemetery next to a mountain. We went to practice meditation. And after that, someone asked me, Long Paul, can we not die? I answered, oh, everyone has to die. If you don't want to die, then don't be born. Then how do we do that? By being heedful when we are still alive. You have to contemplate that in this world, in this earth, nothing really belongs to us. In the end, we all have to give up our belongings, our houses, our money, our wealth. 
But when we are still alive, we have to use these things to, for our benefit. Benefit for us, for ourselves, for friends, for community, for the society. And we have to practice for our mind. We practice so that the peace can arise in our mind. And that peacefulness will become our refuge. It's just like a house. We, when we build a house, we, build, we have to put up a roof, the wall, and when it rains, then we will not suffer. And when it's really windy, we also wouldn't suffer. Our mind is just like that. The roof and the wall, that's the goodness. That will be our refuge. The Buddha say, Punyani paraloka saming patita hunti paninanti. Merit is the refuge of all beings. So be heedful each day, each minute. We have to make our mind to be sukato, to be those who go to better places. So when we're in this monastery, we take care of our mind and we also take care of this place, yet we keep it clean and tidy. And when we go home, we do, this, we do the same. So when we think of the merits that we do, then the mind will be peaceful. When we think about our time at Wat Map Jan, we come here together to do goodness. We come together to sit samadhi, chanting. When we think about this, then the mind will find peace because we are doing good things. So in just a few days, then we have to become separated and go our own ways. Wherever you live, you just have to go back to those places. Good afternoon, Long Paul. Uh, question one. Dear Long Paul, is contemplating the 32 body parts essential to realizing the Dharma? So it depends on each person uh, to their charitas. So realizing Dharma, that's to see the truth. Actually, there's two part question, uh, two questions to this part of the question. And the second question is, what if 
a person does not have last two thoughts or is not attached to one's own attractiveness, would Asuba meditation still be beneficial for one to realize non-self? Thank you. So, uh, Asuba contemplation is actually beneficial to, to those who like beautiful things, who have vanity. Uh, so you have to contemplate what is the beauty. Is the hair beautiful? If the hair fall and mix with our food, do we still like them? So Mumpa said that it's not just the hair, it's every part of our body. Yes, if, if we stick it in the food that we're going to eat, uh, we'll still like them. This is another question on Satapana. Uh, with regards to Satapana, can you kindly explain what is non-attachment to rites and rituals? Can you give us some example of rites and rituals that we should not attach to? Mumpa said that it depends on each practitioner. So don't, don't proliferate on it. Uh, just keep your mind in a comfortable state and, and be peaceful. Don't think that uh, this, don't think this and that. Uh, nobody can tell whether we have reached Sotapanna. We will be able to know ourselves once we reach them. <laughs> 